0: fancy girls and their fancy dresses and their lipstick laughing and dancing but you stop them don't you I can't stop them
1: but you do don't you
0: Welcome back, folks, to the 13 Days Up podcast. I am your host, Dante, and... Wait, you're not going to ask if we're recording? No, because I know we're recording. I saw the line moving this time, so I'm I'm evolving. <laughs> you are almost <laughs> reached your final I'm, form. I'm finally <laughs> learning what it is that we do. Well, my name is Eric. <laughs> Tonight we are reviewing the original Maniac. Well, this is the 13 Days Up podcast. I, I said that. Did you? I said welcome to the 13 Days Up podcast. My name is Dante. This is Eric. Oh, and like I said, what we're doing? I think they know by now,
1: right? We're watching 80s horror films and then watching the remakes.
0: Yeah, they know now. Right. I mean, they should know by now, right? If you don't know by now. Now you know. Now you know. (laughs) If you don't, okay. (laughs) All right. So, okay. We are watching 80s horror films and then we're watching the remake. Yes. And tonight, we've decided to do Maniac. Maniac. The original from 1980. Right. All right. Okay, so let's quickly go over who's in this movie. Okay, um, I do it do it in one breath. <clears throat> oh, almost passed out. Yeah. Okay. All right. So directed by um, I don't know. If, I mean, I William know. Lustig. Oh, William Lustig. Starring Joe Sp- is it Spinell? Joseph.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spinel. It was Pinel, yeah.
0: Spinell. Yeah. Uh, Joe Spinell plays our maniac as Frank Zito. Carolyn Monroe as Anna D'Antonio. And then other people. And other people. Yeah. yeah. That, who so ninety percent of this cast are porn actors.
1: Oh, for real. So William Lustig was a porn director, okay. uh, and he did a lot of
0: porn films to actually finance this film. Yeah, I mean, because he, he cast someone who kind of looked like he can be Ron Jeremy. He's so like, I get it. True, true. <laughs> I get it. Just, just it, a it all, he, he does it have all makes sense. It's kind of on Ron Jeremy. Yeah, like. I mean, you've seen him in other things. I mean, he was
1: a, he's pretty much, if you look at his IMDb, they're really small parts, um, albeit for a few ones where he's a larger part. But, I mean, he's in The Godfather. Is he? One and two. He's uh, one of the assassins. He's the guy who, uh, uh, remember in Godfather Part Two, uh, the Senate hearings. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So he was—he was—he was one of the the actual hitmen.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. I know uh, I he was the one who um, uh, tells the uh, the senator. Well, when the boss says push a button on a guy, I push a button. See, senator. This will insert that scene from Godfather Part Two. All right, let's do that because it's just better. That's, His deliveries is better. But, I mean, he's been a taxi driver. Uh, he's been in uh, Nighthawks, saw that one with uh, Stallone and Rutger Hauer. Okay, I think I kind of remember that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he was kind of a Stallone part Rocky. He was the uh, mobster who employed Rocky.
0: How come you didn't break this guy's thumb like I told you? Well, how do you know I didn't break you? You don't think I hear things? Did I give you a job this morning or I didn't? Yeah, huh? yeah. So why didn't you break his thumb like I told you to? When you don't do what I tell you to do, you make me look bad, Rock. Huh? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Joseph Bennell has essentially been in everything. Amazing that you and know this. In this the seventies and eighties, I 80s. I really like. I kind of could think I saw the face, but I you couldn't have got me to name a movie. No, no.
1: 70s. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, he he wrote the story to this, and he co-wrote the script, and he produced it. Uh, essentially, he wanted it, no one would cast him in a starring role. So he so said, hey, I'll do it myself. He took the Stallone route. Stallone says, you know what? No one's going to cast me as a leading man. I'm going to write Rocky, and I'm going to produce it. And
0: become a self-made person.
1: All right. Uh, but yeah, kind of the same thing. He took uh, inspiration from uh, Stallone
0: and said, I'm going to write my own thing. I like that. Yeah. I think that's that's really cool. That's uh, kind of a good innovation of that time in like the 80s, right. you know? Yeah. All right. Well, good for Joe. Um. So a, a small uh plot breakdown of what this is for people who maybe don't know uh it's titled maniac and it's it's aptly titled it's about a maniac yeah it's about a maniac a psychotic troubled young man uh basically goes on a killing spree basically he, yeah he basically goes on a killing spree lots of lots of uh a killing all right so um i'm gonna let you start off with this one because you really wanted me to see this movie yeah so i wanted to see i want to get your take go okay uh so this movie
1: is interesting for a lot of different Reasons, and not because it's particularly a great movie. Okay. Or you some could
0: argue it's not a very good movie. So far, you you got me there, right? I'm not arguing with you. Okay. Uh, well, let's just kind of. No, so let me, let me let me let me let me phrase this. I want to say it wasn't it wasn't a terrible movie. It wasn't like this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen or like that. So I don't huh. want to seem as if I am completely dismissing a movie, but you can clearly tell like it has small budget. You can tell okay. that. Some of Made the act, for 350000 dollars, and some of the actors weren't really good actors. Which so you can't kind of get that, but inflation-wise, horror movies. So inflation-wise, it's about one point one million. Okay.
1: Uh, now, when they made this movie, they had no permits. There, there was
0: none. Guerrilla style. They very much guerrilla style. We're gonna take this show on the road. Exactly. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. You just walking, going around the streets of New York, and just getting shots where they can exactly which again i respect that so the opening though when they're on the beach that's directly from jaws 100 from jaws yeah that's so i mean immediately they set the tone it's the creeper shot looking through the binoculars right. of some guy though one thing that's done pretty well throughout this movie is um it's consistent like i noticed it throughout i mean anyone will notice it throughout but it's the terrible decisions the, the well the breathing his breathing. Oh, oh. Right. I, I, That's a nice little little creepy undertone. Because it, it, it the whole time it's like this like
1: so is, this guy creeps you out. The, the reason why, I'll just get right into why I find this movie interesting. Is that before this, the only movie that you could probably say was like this was Psycho. Alright. In the sixties. Okay. Um it's a bit, essentially a slasher film told from the point of view of the slasher. And I would argue that Psycho is only that for maybe the last half. The first half, it's more about uh, Jessica Lange. She's she's it's, staying there for yeah, the night. Okay. I would argue the first half is more about Jessica Lange than it is about Anthony Perkins. Okay. So imagine taking Psycho, remove everything outside of what Norman Bates knows and does. And I think that's what this movie is. It was done later so six years after this henry portrait of a serial killer comes out okay with michael rucker you've seen that one no i don't know if i have actually very much inspired by this and then maybe what another 16 or so years american psycho written by the base on the book the book i would say was very much inspired by this film
0: taking place in 80s new york follows the killer It was groundbreaking in in to in a way, right? In terms of I so I I would I would definitely say because sorry we get the first opening um scene of what the the, the, the jaw scene right and then the killing of the couple on the beach, and then uh, we get the is that couple actually dead? I I mean that's my assumption. So there's a lot of things this movie where did that happen? Did that not happen? Well, I'm guessing because he's I'm gonna say yes, but it immediately smash cuts to him waking up in bed. All right. So maybe so, maybe it's him, he's imagining before the the build up before he gets to do it. I'm still going to say that he's doing this. To me, this movie was made in uh, It came out when 1980, 1980, right? 1980. So this was made around the time of like Summer of Sam was happening, like right like oh, that, that was way. shortly after cuz 76 exactly. is when those killings started there's taking the, there's place. There's a scene directly right which is the 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 gunshot. the gunshot scene. So you can tell that like I I was thinking to myself, who is this movie for? Cuz yeah. like back then probably the shock and, and scare factor, you would want to go see this. Right. But at the time, considering that Summer of Sam was a real thing, I can imagine that that kind of enhanced the creep factor well, so of going to go see a movie about someone killing women two, and, two and uh, years, couples. Two years earlier than this, Halloween came out. Okay. So
1: imagine the crowd that goes to see Halloween, right? But they're watching the movie based on... A serial killer's perspective, <laughs> right? You're watching it from Michael Myers' perspective,
0: as opposed, <laughs> as opposed to Lord's Road, right? Right. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think you can easily dismiss or disassociate like the realism of the Michael Myers story, but this is closer to home in terms of like there could be some guy out there who's just like this. Right. So I think that in it's that would that that crowd who's saying, "Hey, I want to go see this movie." You're gonna be probably a little bit more freaked out saying yeah. something like this because it's like there's probably this guy out there there's some version of this guy who's lived and probably is still out there right now so okay i get it Uh, at the time that probably would have been if i saw this in 1980 and i was a teenager this probably would have been like groundbreaking at at this at its time where we'd be talking about it later uh in 1980s also friday
1: the 13th came out uh another tom savini so is this is the 80s and like late 70s is this like the golden age of horror uh, I would say this is the golden age of maybe Grindhouse, or Grindhouse movies. Because uh, this is 100% an independent film. Um, they would just show it at midnight showings, try to get word of mouth. And that's one of the reasons why it's so violent the way it is. Yeah, Because uh, obviously people are talking about, oh, you got to go see this movie. Right. It's incredibly violent. Not, you weren't
0: seeing anything like that at, at its time. and Yeah, I get it. All right, so go ahead. You want to talk about Joe Spinell. Joe Spinell. I mean, listen, that's a hell of a performance. I actually like this performance. It is a hell of a performance. Joe Spinel is the guy that. So sorry, I won't say about Joe Spinell, but the character that he plays, Frank, is the guy that if he moved into my neighborhood, we're moving out of that neighborhood. Right. He just he does give me the creep factor, the way he kind of stares and looks. Right. And even and even his cool switch from I'm a normal kind of likable guy to a, a awkward stare.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. He's what it reminds me of is actually Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Okay. His performance. Uh, in fact, this whole movie actually reminded me of Joker. When I first saw Joker, when I got out, everyone was talking about how basically uh, Todd Phillips ripped off Martin Scorsese films. Taxi Driver. Absolutely. Taxi Driver was before Maniac. Taxi Driver and this. But I
0: thought Joker had more in common with this movie. They didn't take the taxi driver all right you're gonna have to explain that to me because the, the the way i take joker as you see is a progression of someone who is consistently right. being i won't say being made into what he was because he's mm-hmm. he, it's already we always we come to find out that he already has some type of an issue right yeah. but you see the societal kind of uh, i won't say societal but, but the pressures of what's happening to him in the world continue right. to push him down a darker path I don't see that with this character in frame. Okay, so let me me explain explain it like this. Imagine at
1: the end of this movie... All right. He looks in the mirror, and he puts on Joker makeup. Okay. All right. Imagine at the end of Joker, he's not caught, and you don't see him running through the halls of the asylum. Imagine you see him getting ready to kill people. Okay. And just imagine you had to follow that Joker... For two or three for days, th- whatever this movie
0: takes place. <laughs> I mean, okay, I get it. I just, I think the arcs are different. Their story arcs are different as to because this guy had mommy issues. They, okay, clearly, but one is, you can say that maybe one be okay. Never mind because Joker can't became what he was because of what his mom right. did to him, right? And yeah. so Frank became what he, so, so he was. So it reminded me of Joker. Uh, okay, I agree with you But not his performance, arc. I'm just saying.
1: Obviously, it's not Joaquin Phoenix Joker level. But for 1980s, for a $350,000 film, you could tell he puts his heart in this movie. I mean, you're probably seeing the best acting Joe Spinell can do. Yeah. I, and I, it's good.
0: For a guy and who you have to appreciate that, it. right? You got to appreciate someone just putting it all out there. I completely agree. For someone who carried it being like... He's the star of the movie, right? Right. I mean, because to be quite honest, any anyone else, even like... Um, Anna's the the character who plays right. Anna even her role is very forgettable she could have been yeah. any you know attractive model woman and there's nothing in it that, that you, you get from her role but he carries this movie yeah. on his performance right and so I would say again bravo to Joe
1: and I appreciate yeah, it yeah I
0: do he took a shot I did he took a shot and I mean it's still kind of a cult
1: classic I mean, so therefore it worked right gross wise it made over 10 million dollars whoa wait is that adjusted for inflation um I don't know actually but would regardless... be higher now right right all right I mean oh they definitely made their money on this and director went on to make a uh, maniac cup if you've seen that one no I had no want to but okay all right <laughs> but okay um but yeah so uh I love the uh the 80s New York vibe it's such a raw film it, it's because there's no lighting they use they use actual lighting Obviously, because they didn't have permits. So right. they're using like, real city lighting, things like that. It's just, It just feels like a raw movie. So I remember watching this movie when I was maybe 12 or 13. Okay. Uh, I had a friend who lived down the street who was pretty much allowed to watch whatever he wanted. I kind of was too, but I wasn't allowed to like watch it at home. All right. <laughs> so... He was into so you know like our parents are yeah. gone at work and we have the day we have the sort of. day off and so therefore let's go watch a movie. We I mean do he like. would have I mean he had like the the bootleg VHS films God. that he I don't know how we got them but I mean he I watched Campbell Holocaust for the first time in his bedroom. I watched uh, the Friday the Thirteenth films for the first time there and I watched Maniac. Okay and. And I, he also showed me, like, the Faces of Death movies, things like that. Like, we were big into horror. We were those kind of kids I, growing up. I'm, I'm Col- color me shocked. Right. But when he showed me this movie, it just felt dirty. It just, This movie just feels wrong. It's such a lewd. Uh, the camera focuses on, like, when there's a sex scene, there's... It's not really a sex scene. There's no real sex in this movie. But yeah. it's almost pornographic, which makes sense, considering the director is a
0: porn director. And the way know, that it's shot It's like I shouldn't be watching this. So it's interesting that you bring this up because so first off, New York is a character itself, right? Like New York in the backdrop of this movie is 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 its own character, which definitely adds to right. And going to Joker, what's funny
1: is I remember watching Joker, and I would think that you know they probably had to put a lot of time and effort into making the city look like that in Joker. Okay this they just took the camera outside and, and walked it, it, it around the exact same and, aesthetic
0: hey this is what we have okay. because this is where we live it's just funny how that works yeah i completely agree uh one thing that you you mentioned in terms of like um so i was thinking this is a time around the 80s where these type of grand house oh i want to say snuffy like movies but like you'd have some type of gratuitous sex and gratuitous uh n- n- new shots and i was really surprised now that you're telling me that this guy was a porn director yeah. The fact that there's only really one scene where there's nudity, and there's really no gratuitous sex or anything like that happens. So they managed to pull off a movie that is definitively creepy. Mm-hmm. It it fits the title of its name aptly, because this guy, his performance is kind of like, this is someone who's unhinged, and it, it makes you feel really, makes my skin crawl to a degree. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you did it without having to basically show hit me, like, him watching people actually in the process of having sex and they're and they're nude and then he comes and shoves a knife through them and whatnot. Like every time something almost happens, literally it kind of gets cut off and then mm-hmm. they end up getting killed before it even gets to that that far. So, in a sense, kind of bravo on the director from for still at that time. Not saying I'm gonna go full on '80s, you know, porn pornish with this, right? To make it creepier for young teens or watching and young kids, young young teenage boys who want to see naked women in movies and then. Get murdered, but it has
1: this great. So the first kill is is a prostitute, and if you exclude the beach scene, so the first actual kill that you see. So one thing I noticed, and I think you brought up as well, is this movie takes its time. It could just cut to him immediately killing the prostitute, but it takes its time, setting up the scene. You know what's coming. Yeah, you're here watching a movie called Maniac. You know what's coming. Yeah. And this movie takes its time to the point where it almost becomes frustrating. Maybe I mean maybe. I I
0: think you I think you don't have a movie if you
1: don't, right? Right, but it's almost but like I hear it, you. It's afraid to show you what you actually came to see.
0: Or it's, it's trying to really um capitalize on the suspense factor of like when is it coming, right? Right. right. So I I mean, but that works to a degree because I found myself in certain scenes, so, like, not so much in the first kill, uh, right. or the the, um, the, uh, the working woman's later, but later, kill, but, later. But, but, later it but, like, makes you, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, to the point I where, that's like, insane. It's, it's He's like was, a killer at some point. When I was worming some, right? Exactly. And I'm like, I know it's coming, and I'm just kind of like, I, I just, what I'm I, feeling I, I, bad I, I, for them, and I just want them to die already, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, it's right. just
1: taking a long time to kill this person. Exactly. So. And what I appreciate about it is the fact that it makes you so uncomfortable without the violence yeah like he's just in bed with this girl you know he's gonna kill her but it takes a long time for him to actually get to the point where he's going to kill her and you know it's coming and the entire time you sit in that chair you're like this is going on too long come on come on but it does it does what horror films do sometimes yeah you know the horror in this movie is the dread this movie just oozes dread
0: There's a scene later, because I'm thinking about the kills, and then some of the kills are um, kind of like you mentioned, where it's a little bit on on edge. You're Draw feeling out. uncomfortable. It's drawn yeah. out. But I think it's still effective, right? Um, there's one we'll get to, which kind of like, can she die already? Because I felt she made all the decisions right. to just die. Um, but, oh, wow, there was a scene that I'm, I'm I'm losing here that I felt really, really bad. Oh, there's a scene, the one of the, la- the last kill, actually. The last kill. I felt almost for a second a little bit of hope like maybe she was going to make it and then they draw, draw it out mm-hmm. for it to be like oh damn he you know and he, he stabs her anyway right. but for a second there i felt like when he's like talking to her and having a conversation and said hey i'm not going yeah. to just don't scream i'm thinking maybe there's a chance she's going to live for a little bit yeah and then i'm uncomfortable that whole time and then he ends up just killing her anyway and i'm like yeah. oh. the best the best i could describe the the
1: feeling that that i usually end up getting or attributing to this film is imagine the the first time you saw well the first time you saw the saw movie the very first one and you know from the trailer and from the posters that there's the scene where he goes he doesn't want us to cut through our chains he wants us to cut through our feet and you know that scene is going to come and you know based on the violence of the film oh they're going to show it it's going to be bad they're going to show it and they draw that out. That scene is in the last ten minutes of the movie. That's what I just like. For tribute. now. The reverse of that is a movie like Hustle, where instead of drawing it out, he just Eli Roth just jumps right into it, and he thinks that gets into the brutality. The t- torture is the scary part. It's not. Yeah. Again, I just think it's kind of artistic the way it's done. It makes you feel uncomfortable
0: without any act of violence. Well, I think your mind fills in the blanks of a, of a situation, right? Yeah. And that's the whole idea of, of, I think, shooting effective horror is the idea for the audience to, in a sense, their own uneasiness, their own anticipation to fill in their own dread. So if you're thinking of you're someone in that situation where you're tied to a bed and you're trying to figure out how to not panic but you're feeling you're going to die, yeah. and to not piss off this killer, like, put anyone in that situation <laughs> on how they're going to react, and your your mind will basically kind of create more that makes you feel like, this is terrifying. But then you get the uh,
1: the Thomas Savini effect, that I liked is when he's, he's uh, pulling the scalp off. All right,
0: so so now that we, we've talked about some good things that this movie does, in mm-hmm. terms of building up uh, good tension, uh, doing a lot with less, in terms of not needing to show the right. gratuitous skills but the build up to it mm-hmm. and the performance obviously but let's talk to some of the issues of the writing oh the writing's terrible okay all right oh the but, writing's but, horrible let's talk to someone and and i was asking myself first what is his motivations and then later i said doesn't fucking matter. It's it's called Maniac, right? It doesn't matter. But later they reveal... They they reveal what his motivation is, right? Right. He has mommy issues. Which I think they they, they shouldn't... They didn't didn't need to. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But okay, cool. So the root root of all really shitty men is they have bad mommy issues, right? He had an abusive mother and then boom, he becomes this this complete terror. Um, Then later, some of the decisions of the... um, In terms of the writing. Let's go to the nurse.
1: Yeah, so anyways, jumping through this movie... uh, usually in the past podcast we just kind of gone through the plot there's not much a plot in this movie. no there's not this movie is as close to faces of the death as you can probably get where he's literally just going from one victim to another at a certain point they introduce a love interest and a plot teases that it may happen but no this it just jumps back into him he's back to still being who he is right yeah uh so that's what this podcast is going to be it's going to be us talking about
0: each kill and the
1: next kill is the next kill the subway
0: um, I mean, you know, so yeah, like, the, the next if kill is the... If we're skipping the couple, because the, the we so, know what the couple scene is, that's Summer that's
1: summer Sam. That's a famous that's a famous scene, too. Yeah. That's Tom, so, Tom Savini, who did the makeup effects for this movie. Yeah, from Death till Don, Tom Savini, and what else is he in?
0: Don of, 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 of the... Dead. Don of Dead is
1: where he did all the makeup effects. Like, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, he did all the makeup effects prior Friday the 13th. I mean, Tom Savini was a god if a you like horror movies
0: uh, back then. Like absolute legend, which is pretty cool that he agrees to be in a scene where he just gets off really in the most yeah. gratuitous, bloody way. Well, yeah. So uh, what's funny is
1: um, there the scene what we're talking about, him Tom Savini and a girl. There, I think he's credited as Disco guy. Disco,
0: disco, uh, disco Disco Boy or Disco Boy Disco Boy. That's his name.
1: Uh, they're in they're in a car, kind of like at a lovers' point type thing, and um, the killer Frank Zito. Uh, shows up and it's very he jumps on the hood and blasts a shotgun and blows tom savini's head literally so what's funny is this movie was shot so guerrilla style they didn't have permits to shoot any of this uh they also definitely didn't have permits to fire a gun (laughs) in central park where they shot this so essentially what you watched is tom savini actually fired the gun uh it was a live round and essentially, they had the fake head filled with different food and, and blood coloring. And Tom Savini just jumped on the car and fired around, blowing the head up. And then wait, immediately... Wait, wait, so him... so, so. Yes. Savini or, yeah. or, or Frank? It's about, well, it's Savini playing the killer at that point. Oh, so he's playing the killer. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, as soon as he fired the shot, uh, they had a car waiting. Uh, Tom Savini jumped in the back with a the gun. B- and b- they just bailed out. <laughs> That's, that's beautiful, right? Yeah, that's so he didn't even get right? to, he didn't get to hang around and actually see uh, like his work uh which is a <laughs> the great story the aftermath of his
0: of his work of the panic that it caused in New York in the 1980s. So 70s, uh, well,
1: yeah, it's pretty classic, He'll very uh, it, it's a great effect.
0: Yeah. No, seeing it had blow up. It it works. Uh it's pretty it's pretty brutal even um the the subsequent portion of that scene which is uh, the kind of again the anticipation of you know the death is coming and yeah. she's just sitting there kind of like you I know mean, what are you gonna do you know right. like if you had the opportunity to run you should have taken it and you haven't done it yeah, now you're just yeah. sitting there at the mer- the mercy of, of this uh this madman
1: yeah so you know the scene in scary movie the very first scary movie where she's running down the stairs and uh she has a choice of like weapons and it's like a gun a knife uh, a cell phone uh and there's a banana and, and she sure. takes a banana yeah <laughs> this whole movie is that scene and every character is taking a banana
0: so but you can't it's just the start of the trope of bad decisions being no, made in I, her, I her think, movies Are is this a continuation of the trope? i think it's a continuation all I mean, right there, there's been movies like this with characters making terrible choices and but that's just the nature now, of to the be movie. to be fair the car scene there wasn't much of a choice she recognized when she saw him outside the window she said wait a second let's it get killed out of here right she's like Let, let's she stop into it Tom's yeah, yeah i want to fucking go let's nope out yeah and, obviously, Savini was a little bit too... Like, I don't know why he pauses. You know what I'm saying? Like, start the car, immediately put the car in reverse, and bail the hell out. She told you someone. So well, he's got massive blue balls now. So he can't think. Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Well, okay, let, let this be a public service for blue balls. For Disco Boy. For Disco boys. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Moment <laughs> of silence there. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the where the bad decisions start coming in. This is Nurse. I had a problem with this scene because... Scene is we're outside the, of a hospital. It's the end of a shift. Yeah. It's probably pretty late at night, early in the morning. Yeah. One nurse is getting, getting picked up by like I'm assuming her as a boyfriend or something like that. And she says, right. "Hey, you know, do you want to ride?" Mm-hmm. Blonde nurse says, "No, no, I'm fine. I'm good. It's freezing cold outside." Yeah. She opens a newspaper right after they leave that says "maniac killer" or something to that effect. Right. It could say you're gonna it, die. It could say literally you're gonna die. Yeah, and she and just says, "Her, all right, cool." And she closes the the yeah. the. the uh, The newspaper says, I'm going to walk. Not only does she decide to walk, she decides, I'm going to walk down into the subway that's... There's no one in the subway. I can stay visible after I just read that there's a killer on the loose. Yeah. And I can stay visible on the streets. You got to get your steps in, though. But I'm going to go downstairs into the subway, which she clearly... She feels someone's probably kind of behind her, right? She's freaking out a little bit. She's panicking, putting her money into the... I mean, the subway is in 1980 New York. She just wanted to die. Well, yeah. I felt like at a moment at the very end where he finally kills her... Would been that, that. That there should have been a moment where he looked at her in the mirror and she looked at her and they should have like, been, really? Look, really? Look at us. Look at us. Look, look what you're doing. Who would have thought? You even, like, didn't... You were looking in the mirror and you I, looked away. Everyone thought. Yeah. Everyone thought you were going we to die. victim shaming? Huh? Are we victim shaming right now? Yes.
1: But it's okay because it's fictional.
0: Yes. That makes sense. Yes. I want to go ahead and make sure I apologize to any... I do like, Fictional vi- victims out there who are upset at this. I do like
1: the uh, the obvious dubbing because, again, they were filming in a real subway probably, probably. at 2 in the morning <laughs> and uh, they couldn't bring sound equipment. So it was just the
0: camera crew. Her. And, yeah, her his, and Joe Spinell. His breathing and stuff works fine for the dubbing. Her her voice. Yeah, that that, that didn't quite match up. But, again, that's constraints. Of, right. None uh, of the acting is great other than Joe J- J- Spinell in this movie. Yeah, like uh, even... The acting's horrible. Even the initial... Um, the fear factor of the girl in the car mm-hmm. it's kind of it was almost like they said action and she's like ah! it's kind of like oh wow and you like the uh the, the <laughs> that's what we're in for the
1: michael man shots uh where the, the helicopter flying over the city okay uh you could tell that they obviously just probably rented a tourist helicopter because that thing's bouncing like crazy mm-hmm. they- yeah yeah so, okay, so so she dies, and, and I'm sorry, I, I hate to say it, I, I really, so, I didn't feel sorry for her. We're skipping over what he's doing. He's not just killing indiscriminately. So, he's killing people, killing women, uh, removing their scalps, and then he's hammering the scalps, nailing the scalps, onto mannequins that he has in his apartment. Which, his apartment, that set design is really cool, by the way. So, you know, I
0: earlier when I was taking notes, yeah, I was saying to myself, oh, okay, you know... Cut to the scene of him in his apartment waking up next to a mannequin. Yeah. With a wig on that he's. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's his girlfriend. I don't know. And I was thinking to myself, oh, these are going to be things that matter. Yeah. They're relevant. No, they're not relevant. They're not. This guy's just he's. Yeah. He's a maniac, right? right. So that's why I just I'm not really. The why the Woody's doing this, you know, because in the in the big scheme of thing, they still don't even really explain that. No, they don't. You know, it's different different hair colors. Right. Oh, sorry, I'm wrong. He does say in his conversation with the girl that he kills last, where he's, it's because it's mom. Yeah. And she's going out every night with different, he goes, you've changed your hair, but it's still you. Right. So maybe his mom was a working
1: girl. Yeah. He's like trying to, he doesn't want his mom going out even though she's dead now. Yeah. But was
0: she a working girl maybe? I, I, I'd assume so. You know, maybe wearing different wigs going out to work. Right. Could be. Because he's like, you're with you a bunch of men. So maybe that's it. If you're looking for answers
1: in Maniac, are you're none. not going to get answers. Yeah, there are none. You're, you're watching Maniac for Joe Spinell
0: and Tom Savini's Makeup effects. There are no answers, just questions. No questions, no answers. That's the business, Wary. You accept it and move on. Maybe that's lesson number three. I saw that in a movie from somewhere. I just don't remember where it's from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty deep alright cool um, alright so that happens so what's our next kill That what's the next kill that well before we could get into the next kill uh, around
1: this time is where he starts uh, dating a Bond girl literally
0: literally oh, dating a Bond girl yeah 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 alright so again this is I hate to say this and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring blame um, I'm gonna blame Joe on this one cause you say Joe was credited for writing this right and the story and yeah I Joe, Joe, who in New York, yeah. especially like around the time shortly after summer, Sam, who in New York has a bag with their address written on it? None. No. What? One. What woman is writing like in case you find this purse? Here's my address. Come bring it to me, please. Right. Completely trustworthy. I live alone, and I am not worried that <laughs> you might be a killer. She's like, who does that? She's not worried. She's yeah, not worried. she's clearly not worried. No. Because you know? when he shows up, yeah. What does she do? Come on in. It, what is the reason as to why he is there? It's in the script. What did he, what does he say? I, Cause I literally was saying, there's no way. So he, he's going to he, open up the door and let him in. And she yeah, did, she and I, I just blanked she out. She
1: takes his picture in the park. Right. Uh, he finds her address off her camera bag, purse, whatever it might be. Right. And then he shows up at her apartment saying, Hey, you took my picture in the park. Can and I come in and see it. And she's like, no- absolutely. Think, she thinks nothing's
0: wrong with that. No. Like, how did you get my address, buddy? Yeah, I did take a picture. I was just looking at your picture. What the... It didn't. Really she... All right. She's asking to die. They're writing women in this movie. And, I, and I, I'm going to stand up for, for my... I'm going to stand up for women on this one. You should. I always stand up for women, but I'm going yeah. to really do it for right now, okay? Why are you writing these women like they all want to die? So do you think this movie's anti-women? I mean, maybe it's a sign of that time frame, but it's like you're writing these... I mean, of course, right? He has issues with his mom. That's why he's doing what he's doing. So clearly, it's... I won't say like um, maliciously anti-women, but his character is anti-women. That's why he's doing, doing what he's doing. However, why are you writing the characters as if they want to die?
1: So they they wrote, uh, they even, uh, Joe Spinelli even came out and said, it's completely unrealistic that a, uh, what, what's her name? It was uh, Ann D'Antoni. Anna, Anna D'Antoni. So she was in, uh, what was the bond? She was in The, the Spy Who Loved Me. That's the one. Yeah, and he was like, "It's completely unrealistic for someone like me to immediately capture the fancy of a Bond girl." However, it's my movie. I'm and, producing. I'm gonna cast it the way I want. Okay, I'm okay
0: with that. That's yeah, I mean, fine. Right? Like you told me that when I when because I, I had a moment when we watched gone. it, and I said, "What the fuck?" Because right. like I thought he came in to kill her. Because he. Right. My thought was this: so if you're doing a um, kind of a misdirection, if you're telling me, "Oh, I'm coming in because." this woman took my picture and I don't want a potential um, picture of me being out there that someone maybe sees me and she has mm-hmm. this picture and she's like, wait a second, I saw this killer, right? <laughs> and and that's why he was there, right? right. That's my thought process. So he's going to be there, killer, take his picture and leave. Instead, yeah, he spits some game at her, right? He's like, hey. Yeah. So I think this scene, I know a good Italian uh, I like Italian this place.
1: because you see a completely different side. It's like, imagine if in the middle of Friday the 13th, part two, Jason shows up
0: to one of the cabins mm. and just like lays some game on, on the, the final girl. Hey, hey, so uh, got your boyfriend in here? Right. Yeah, uh, my name's Jason. Uh, yeah, I used to live around here. Uh, okay. raised, raised around here. But uh, is he really the type of guy you want to be talking to? Yeah, that'd be right. hilarious. And uh, that's what happened in this scene. I'm okay with it because, again, you told me what happened is right. that he wrote it, so I was like, fuck it. Cool. It's but not meant to be realist. Well, apparently it's not. Okay. So, okay, I'm going with it. She says, okay, cool. Now, not only she says cool, she says, cool, let me get ready. Yeah, I'll tell you, this is the weakest part of the film.
1: Uh, everything <laughs> related to her character is the weakest part of the movie. She says,
0: cool, let me get ready, and they immediately go to dinner. They now, go,
1: they're already married. Yeah, I, at this point, she's we're dating You could have opposed her right there, and she'd be like, oh, absolutely. How can I resist Joe Spinell? All right, so
0: let's go with that. So they're.
1: Yeah, well, by the way, if you don't know who Joe Spinell is and what he looks like, think ron jeremy think ron jeremy it, yeah. that wasn't a wrong analogy
0: so all right it, uh, if you want to give me that let's say that at the time maybe there was a segment of women who were like man i've seen ron jeremy it. in a lot of movies and... I okay anyway, i, I was trying to help there's
1: no benefit i trying benefit. to help <laughs> jill
0: out sorry jill yeah. Chanel, but jill. then the next kill is her friend is her
1: friend <laughs> yeah so she's uh doing like a modeling shoot I, I think the idea is that he gets jealous the way that she's interacting interacting with, with the model so yeah. he goes and visits the model again I love the, the sense of dread this scene establishes because it's just following her through her apartment. And she's just kind of doing her nightly routine. She draws a bath. Uh, th- there's nothing that happens yeah, that you yeah. indicate she's going to die except that you know she's going
0: to die. You're kind of wondering, like, when is the kill happening? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's a setup shot where, and I think this is set up pretty well. Enter the scene of her coming into the apartment, coming down the hallway. It's a narrow corridor. There's a door that's kind of cracked open. And you're like, is he already in the apartment? You don't know, right? Goes down to a particular room, turns. Is he in that room? No, he's not. Okay. Then there's a knock at the door. Oh, he's there. Is he going to burst through the door now that she's kind of opened it and kill her? No, no. He plays it cool. Hey, I found your, your necklace. How do you know where I live? Again.
1: Just an that question. Whatever. That'd be too easy.
0: Thank you for bringing my necklace back to me. I appreciate right. it. Not awkward at all, but okay, cool. Yeah. And then he does something with the door to stop it from being able to lock. he just unlocks it. Right, but... And she doesn't relock it. She doesn't... There's, an, there's a newspaper article that... says you're going to die. There is. And no one's paying attention all to right. it. So, all right. Anyway, I'm not going to harp on this because we've already established yeah. that. From now on, the women just... They're they're saying they want right. to die in this, in this moment. And it's
1: completely unrealistic for people to not believe the news. Exactly.
0: All right. So, still focusing on the setup of the room good i think it's i think it's good because even when she draws her bath and she gets into the bath i'm like oh this is going to be a tough kill right it's not it's not no i was thinking like why is he trying to do this in her in her place because like wouldn't that be loud most of his other kills have been kind of like remote where no one would really be able to, to see but like you're going to do this when she screams or whatever the case is but no he he waits yep. until she gets out of her uh her bathtub so all right cool whatever uh then proceeds to get some um explanation as to why he is the way he is right right he basically sees her
1: as his mother he's talking to her like it's his mother
0: which is which is good because all this time i i mean i should have thought mom but i kept thinking the way he was coveting and you know like he was sleeping in the bed with him that this was a girl doesn't doesn't it say that to be a girl that he dated could have been a girl that he fantasized about or whatever. But I was thinking this is a love interest that was kind of the catalyst behind all, behind all this. I wasn't thinking that like really, man, your mom just really fucked you up as a kid, and <laughs> you know, like literally, that's what it boils down to, right? Which again, th- that scene right there, I thought is done is done pretty well. I, I like too that the um, the actress who's playing that role, she she does a pretty good job in terms of like not like overly doing it. She's like, I could see. I got from it that she was focused on trying not to enrage him and piss him off, but also kind of being still in shock of what just happened. Did he? I'm sorry. Did he knock her out with chloroform or something like that? Like, was the, the same the thing that happened
1: for? to Charlie's mom, mom in the Fright Night remake, where uh, girls apparently, a woman just apparently uh, fall hit, get, hit their fall, head and get knocked out. their head and get knocked out. All right, that's just a
0: thing that very happens in horror films. You All right, that? I guess so. So. <laughs> I'm thinking she's gonna maybe survive for a split second, and then sadly she dies. He kills her. Yeah, because it's called maniac, right? All right, so okay, cool. She's another one in the in the books, and then the the cutting off of the head, the the scalping, the scalping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why? Why is the scalping? I mean.
1: Oh, I I told you, if you're looking for answers, this is not the movie that's going to give you answers. This movie doesn't care about answers. This movie actually doesn't care about you as a viewer. It just cares that you're there watching it.
0: The mom had to be it. okay never mind I, I think i know my next question uh but then we're in the okay, last scene i'm having problems here okay i'm I trying to you process this i told you i'm trying to i'm trying to understand like why is he what he is yeah exactly. and why am i trying to understand a serial killer yeah exactly. it doesn't make sense yeah and the same
1: thing happens in, in henry uh if we ever watch michael 13 days of michael worker uh, movies
0: we'll have to watch henry yeah okay uh, all right henry just takes it to an extreme so she's gone And the movie immediately cuts now to... Well, I won't say immediately cuts to, but the next major scene is him... Well, okay, let's put it this way. All right. Let's play a game.
1: Okay. You are a dude who looks like Ron Jeremy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Now, you've met a Bond girl... Yeah. ...who is, for some reason, kind of into you. Yeah. And you want to take her out on a date. You take her to a cemetery. You take it. That's the first place you go. Exactly. What the fuck? Well... Oh, you you were not kidding. Uh yeah, well yeah, obviously you wouldn't take her to him because she's actually to okay with it for a mom, right? She is. He's he, goes, like, oh. he goes to visit the mom of well no. no, it's his mom. He goes to visit his mom,
0: right? After he first visits the dead friend. The dead, That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. He, he goes
1: to visit the dead friend. Then he's like, hey, let's go check on my mom. I want you to meet my mom. This is this is her. Yeah. Uh and then he lets it slip that uh her friend knew that he was had problems.
0: Right. And Which then now sh- the
1: worst chase in the history of cinema.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty bad. They they're uh, running through the graveyard. Yeah, he, he's he's written her character to be really naive, um, just like take right. care of But this is when she realizes, okay, this guy is crazy when he tries to. Kill I mean, him. does she? I mean, well, it almost seems like for a moment she's before. kind of like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then yeah. finally she's like, oh wait, now she's getting it. He's trying to kill me. Yeah. So you could have redeemed yourself because she she injures him. She lives. She did. Yeah. She injures him, yeah. and it's like finish the job. Well, no, they have to be chased. She has to be chased
1: to the graveyard for the next ten minutes. Apparently, it's, it's a, a little bit of a padding of the time, I'm assuming. Um, but then you, so she does hit him with a shovel. Uh, cuts his arm. Yeah. He starts going even more crazy than he already was. He has the he,
0: apocalypse now. uh, Drop down knees to the floor. Yeah. Does he say mom? He does say mom because he's at his mom's grave.
1: Yeah. And then you have the Carrie scare where
0: the mom's hands come up and start choking him. All right, so I want to get your... I want to get your thoughts on, on this this end scene here. Because yeah. to me, like... But this is the end. So the end... Well, I mean, it's, getting, it's getting to the okay. end. And what All I right. mean by this is that, like, he's unraveling, right? Oh, okay. yeah. And then the movie is becoming something a little bit different. Because right. the movie goes from kind of a grounded serial killer stalking... Women, couples, who, who knows? To a, he's having this weird hallucination of a zombie mom coming well, out of the. At this
1: point, it's supposed to be putting you inside of his head. brain. Up until, up until this point, you've been an observer okay. of this character. So this is his brain. This is you, his fracture. Yeah, now we're going to be like, okay, you've watched him for the last hour. Now this is what is actually happening in his mind. And you start seeing some crazy ass visions, including when he goes home. And the mannequins that he's been collecting and stitching or nailing
0: the uh scalps on start coming to life yeah now they're the the the, um his deeds are basically coming back to haunt him to a degree okay and then he has a vision where they come to life they
1: crowd over him and they literally rip him apart yeah and stab him in the gut with a right rip his head off a that cool little effect again tom savini
0: yeah that's actually pretty cool 1980 and the budget they probably had yeah actually he was okay with that scene i I thought, thought it looked pretty good in terms of uh the special effects for that so we're so we're okay we're okay but i just i this the ending to me i didn't like when the cops come in yeah i, I thought like, you would two parts of this i didn't like i didn't like uh, well because the cops don't just come in for someone who's been murdering people across the city well i think they're there because team. she probably called the cops the photographer probably well, called the but cops. she's probably told him that this guy's a killer Right? Right. He killed my friend and they put two and two together that these all these victims have died this a similar way and right. have been scalped. So he's our guy, right? Right. So they Only, show up. only two guys. Two guys. Two, we've been we've been over this, okay? <laughs> two, two guys? Listen. Two guys. Remember in child's
1: play, it was one cop for the entire city of Chicago. So <laughs> it's two guys. there's probably two cops in the entire city of New York in nineteen eighties that are detectives. <laughs> good point, good point.
0: Alright. So they come in. Oh, he's already dead. Sprinkle some crack on him, and then they walk out. Like, okay. See, I
1: thought you were like that. That's you know <laughs> they're following. They're following the Dante nope plan. Because what True. happened? All right. Two cops, You walk into a crime scene, and there's a dude dead with mannequins with
0: scalps on them. Yeah. You go, All right. Let's get the fuck nope. out of here. We're done. Yeah. No, I, I. So I get what you're saying, and yeah. I there's some respect there uh, in my level. of Nope. I, I kind of respect that. Um I don't think we need the very final in um, his, scene, eyes though, or his eyes open. I don't think we needed that. I think we could have just accepted that. I mean, he's not superhuman. He's basically just a, a regular man who happens to be out of his goddamn mind and, and killing women. I don't need the fact that, well, maybe he's still kind of alive.
1: So it implies, so obviously what we saw with the manics coming to light, ripping him apart, was a vision. Yeah. Or basically in he's his lost night. blood. He's 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 hallucinating. However, did you notice that he's bleeding
0: in the gut? Yeah, where they stabbed him, but she didn't stab him in the gut. Okay, so are we to? Well, sorry, no. There was a she didn't stab him in the gut, but in one of his visions, some one of the, one the women. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, they also ripped his head off. think implied that, that well, yeah, it's, it's, it, but I can take it as some 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 of this is self inflicted, maybe versus the other is hallucinated, or it could just
1: be an, an error in the editing and true. They thought it was because well, well, again, I'm you're, not, that. you're not gonna. You're not gonna
0: Check his pulse to make yeah, sure I, the guy's not dead. I'm just playing devil's advocate. It yeah. is kind of dumb when his eyes open. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need that. Um, but I, up until then, I thought it was rather. If you're if you're going for something to make me feel uneasy, Yep. make me feel uncomfortable, right? A pretty good performance by the the lead character. You're know, making yep. me follow the perspective of, of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Well done for
1: time the time it was made in budget. So I actually I showed this movie in a college class I took, and the um, the subject, the reason why I was showing it, uh, or volunteered to show it, was uh, as an example of the progression of violence in cinema. Okay. When this came out, this was like blacklisted and banned. Nobody wanted to see it. It was considered. It was basically considered pornography. The they didn't even bother submitting it to get a rating
0: because they knew it would have got an X. Huh. So imagine if you showed them a he, Serbian story.
1: Right. And right. Gene Siskel walked out uh, when he blows Tom Zabini's head off, literally. Oh, for real. Gene Siskel walked out and went on the radio or TV, whatever, the next day and said, This is the worst trash cinema has ever created. Which, I mean, for this time, I can understand. But that... then fast forward to American Psycho. Right, yeah. yeah. The yeah. kills in American Psycho, one kill is. Far more violent and bloody than anything in this movie. Uh, I use it as an example of how violence in cinema is sprayed, essentially, at the time. Uh, look at Psycho. The only reason when Psycho came out, people were fainting during that shower scene. Yeah, I when you mean, watch it now
0: they don't show anything. So there's something to be said about our level of desensit- desensit- exactly. desensitized over the decades of seeing yeah. imagery. So I, I I agree with you. Um, which probably I would imagine it would have been really worse in like another, like earlier time frames where there was like crusades and, you know, like I mean like our version of it, it's exactly. our American experience. So I, with, I, right? I
1: just find it fascinating that, that this movie at the time was considered such a, a quote-unquote video nasty when I can't even imagine what Gene Siskel would think of. I don't know what, I, you know what, I should probably look up what his, I don't know if he was alive when Hostel came out. Yeah, well, I imagine he would call it, like, snuff porn or something like but that. But I just wonder if people's tastes also evolve as they get more desensitized, like you said. Yeah. Regardless, so I'm going to ask you first, what did, what did you think of the movie? And what would be your Rotten Tomatoes
0: rating? Mmm. What would be my Rotten Tomatoes rating? Well, I kind of gave you a breakdown a minute ago in terms yeah. of, for, you know, if you're going for making me feel uncomfortable and... A decent, a decent performance by the lead actor, then you've succeeded in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if i got to give it a score... Yep, and you do. So uh, that's the point. Okay, I'm going to say... Wait, know We were going to say it at the
1: same time. Oh. Okay. okay. Oh, I'm going to do so three? Uh, you want to do one, two, three, and then say it, or one, two, three, say it? All right. Uh, one, two, three, say it. Say it. Okay. 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 You got it in the head? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: One, two, three. Thirty. Thirty. 30%. Oh, wow. you Very low for you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm giving it a 69 because of what it did at its time. Yeah. So I'm thinking of like impact-wise, right? Because right. they made another movie off of it, right? And it was like, it was, in its time, it's kind of like, oh, we haven't seen a movie like this in a good performance by the lead guy. You want right. to give it a 30? Yeah, because I think the movie's terrible. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Man, I was trying to be really nice.
1: Right. I literally was trying to be nice. But, so the reason why... Uh, and Rotten Tomatoes is actually uh, agreeing with me more. They're at forty percent. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. I was being uh, really too nice. Yeah, really was. You were. I was trying not to down it. No, you can. That, yeah. That's fine. Uh, because I think this movie's terrible. Okay. However, I appreciate the hell out of this movie because I have seen the remake, and that's why I wanted to do this movie and the remake because there will never be another remake like the one with Elijah Wood, which we're going to review next. don't you didn't you didn't just make me excited to see the remake you should be uh if anything just to it it will make you appreciate you just said you
0: appreciate this movie yeah which means the remake must be terrible
1: no no no. uh so you will appreciate this movie in ways that we'll have to talk about when we talk about the remake Mm -hmm. i can't give anything away I don't know if I should be excited I, or I very... told you not to watch any trailers or anything. I already saw the trailer when I was when yeah, it came Don't, don't it watch came anything else. You, you go into it as, as blind as possible. It's gonna gonna kinda knock your socks off. Even if you don't like it. In terms of remakes, there'll never be anything like this. Like now I'm kinda like hyped, but at the same time <laughs> I'm scared. So <laughs> but, So uh that was Maniac. I, I wouldn't recommend you watching it unless you just uh, want to appreciate you know, a they could call it like maybe a godfather of slashers, especially eighty slashers. This yeah. kind of set the tone. This and Friday the Thirteenth coming out the exact same year,
0: you knew what the eighties were going to be for horror. Yeah, no, that's that's completely fine. Again, like I say, this one, the movies like Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween are movies that. You can again separate yourself from reality because they're coming from like these supernatural killers, right? They can't be killed; they keep getting up. This movie, I think, works better on your psyche because again, yeah. it's grounded more in reality, right? It, it feels almost like a meta film for films that haven't come out yet. Yeah, right.
1: Because what happens is, and when you reach like the mid '80s, you get to like Friday, Friday Thirteenth Part Three and Four, and you it becomes to the point where you go to see those movies because you want to see how Jason's going to kill, yeah, kill these teenagers, right? Same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it's that's what what clever independent place is someone gonna die tomorrow. Exactly. Right. So this movie is almost like a statement on those movies saying, you know what? The we need to pay attention to the character doing the killings rather than just the victims getting away from the killer. What's with the killer? what what is this movie? what if Friday the thirteenth, part two follow Jason from his point of view, the entire movie? Cycle Lives Matter. Hashtag, hashtag. Put that on the shirt. Wow. What? Anyways, what? Uh, so yeah, Maniac, go watch it if you want.
0: Uh, or I'm excited to talk about the remake. Maybe. Do it if you guys want to just see if your take. I, I gave it a wait. I was being too respectful. I was trying to be like, oh, well, it was a first of its kind, and it probably said a thing, so 69. But yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. So all right, thank you guys. Uh, we will catch you back. Catch you on the next episode where I'll be going. We'll be going over uh, part two, which Eric not part two. Well, the remake, the and remake. Eric will be either laughing his ass off or I'll be crying. We'll see. It's one of the two. We'll see. we'll see. All right, take care.
1: There's a lot of controversy over this one, which is why we're paying attention to it. Feminists in particular have said that this is a film that promotes harm to women. And Martin has more on it right now. Ann. Christine, the movie is Maniac, and the billboards themselves are pretty gruesome. Moviegoers tonight told me the plot is, a man who hated his mother goes out and kills women. Besides the billboard, the picture is also advertising as the movie the LA Times wouldn't run ads for. Now President Eleanor Smeal had this reaction to the billboard. All I can say is is that when you talk about violence towards women and brutality, this just typifies it, and I think that it is uh, shocking, and it contributes to the injury of women. Tonight I asked moviegoers who had just seen the film if they thought it was potentially injurious to women. Yeah, I'm going to be scared to walk out at night, really, now. you think it was unfair to women? Yeah, I did. How about you? What did you think of
0: it? I think it was a sick movie. It was where they it was kind of stupid you know but it wasn't as scary as i planned it to be like other movies i've seen like texas chainsaw massacre or something like that
1: did you think that a movie like that would
0: uh would inspire violence toward women yeah i think some guys might have ideas uh, watching this you know if they're sick-minded coming in here you never know